0: Halsingland, Sweden, an idyllic paradise of love, sex, and drugs, and the perfect place for American student Danny Arder to grieve the sudden and violent deaths of her sister and her parents. Awkwardly invited by her emotionally distant boyfriend Christian and his friends, Danny is thrust headfirst into the culture of this remote Swedish village. But as things begin to turn sinister, she realizes this carefree village is hiding a few dark secrets from her and her traveling companions. But the scariest truth? Danny just might embrace the madness. The second film from rising horror star Ari Aster. This is a divisive but gorgeous Midsummer. Happy Wednesday, you lovely bastards. You may have noticed our badass new intro music, composed and performed by my talented cousin Ryan Leone. If you enjoy hearing the film's theme every week, don't fret. You'll still hear it at the end of the episode as a little post-podcast outro. As you may have guessed, this is Filmgasm, the little horror podcast that could. And I'm Connor Izgari, your odd Swedish friend who has convinced you to take a little trip to Halsingland to celebrate midsummer with the Harga. Don't be afraid, just drink this and you'll feel better. Joining me is Austin Johnson, my willingly suicidal senior citizen, whose head will be making good friends with an oversized mallet in just a few minutes here. <laughs> Before we get into Midsummer and our thoughts on the film that righteously pissed me off for reasons even I don't fully understand, we hope you enjoyed last week's epic Godfather extravaganza. We do enjoy Weird Shit Wednesday, and we work especially hard to ensure that every fifth episode is a special one for you. Speaking of, our upcoming episode 25 will be another career retrospective, this time on Joel and Ethan Cohen, the iconic writing and directing duo behind such cult classics as Raising Arizona, No Country for Old Men, and The Big Lebowski, among many others. We will be talking about each and every one of their 18 films thus far, as well as how their careers began and flourished. No scandals behind them, so expect a nice, reflective episode focusing on two of our favorite filmmakers. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Oh, boy. That's going to be, a, that's going to be our favorite episode we've
1: ever done. Probably, yeah. Right there. It's very much looking a full, forward to that. It's going to be very long, too, so buckle up. Get some food. Uh,
0: we're <laughs> going to do the same thing. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big sesh. You ready for a huge episode 25. Yeah. <laughs> now for the Rewind. Two updates are for last week's Godfather episode, and I got one for Quentin Tarantino. First up, Tarantino has announced that he has been talking to Uma Thurman about finally doing Kill Bill Vol. 3. In an article from IndieWire, Tarantino said, quote, Me and Uma have talked about it recently, frankly, to tell you the truth. I have thought about it a little further. We were talking about it literally last week. If any of my movies were going to spring from my other movies, it would be a third Kill Bill. However, he remains adamant that he will retire after ten films, so we'll see, but... Just the idea that he's talking about it means that it's being brought back into the ether. So, you know, I would love a Kill Bill 3. Oh, of course. But he's been talking about it since 2005, and I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, same. Exactly. I'm not getting my hopes up. And like you said about the ten films. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. This comes back every few years. Whenever Tarantino releases a new one, people start talking about Kill Bill 3. So, we'll see, but I doubt it. Yeah. Maybe a novel someday, but I doubt it'll be a movie. And if it is a movie, it probably won't be by Quentin Tarantino. Exactly. He'll produce it, but that'll be it. Uh, next up, I had neglected to mention the two video games that were made from the franchise The Godfather. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 2006 is The Godfather, and 2009 is The Godfather Part Two, both of which were based on the films of the same title. In the first game, you play as Aldo Trapani, an original character whose various jobs intersect with the film's plot. He hides the horse head in Waltz's bed, he drives Vito Corleone to the hospital after he's shot, and he plants the gun that Michael used to kill the Turk. I haven't played it, but it—it it sounds really cool. It features original voice work from James Caan, Robert uh. Duvall, Abe Vigoda, and Marlon Brando, and some recorded dialogue. I want to play did. this. L—he was ill, like he died right after. But wow, he recorded a bit, man.
1: Yeah. really cool I, I, I remember seeing that on IMDB you can see that because like, they did the voice work yeah So
0: yeah, I forgot sorry we didn't mention that I'm sure there's someone out there who loves those games yeah well, I played part 2 I did the sequel and that was a lot of fun awesome. I really enjoyed that awesome and that one you play as Dominic a soldier moving up in Michael's crime family and he plays more central role in the game appearing in crucial scenes from the film he's the guy who guns down Hyman Roth okay stuff yeah, like yeah. that and only Robert Duvall rep- reprises his role in that game with Al Pacino uh, declining he instead chose to do the 2006 game Scarface, The World is Yours. And uh, that game was not a success, and they scrapped the plans to adapt Part 3, which, I don't know how you turn Godfather 3 into a video game. Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> what, do which, what does your character do? I don't know, maybe you're Andy Garcia banging your cousin, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's just, I don't get it. Uh For my second update for The Godfather, I watched 1990's The Freshman, starring Marlon Brando as a caricature of Don Corleone named Carmine Sabatini. I found the film to be too tame, and I thought Brando was about the only thing worth watching in the film. Felt like a Nickelodeon mob movie. (laughs) The gangsters were goofy, they were like Fat Tony from The Simpsons, but even he had some kind of a (laughs) bloodlust. And I gave it a six, and that was pretty much just for the performances above all else. And I did read a really cool story that happened during production that I just had to share here. Okay. So, during the filming, Brando and uh, Matthew Broderick and the director went out for lunch, and they ran into John Gotti Mm. uh, at the Ravenite Social Club, which was Gotti's headquarters. Oh, my gosh. And Brando, being Marlon Brando, was like, I gotta say something. (laughs) I'm sure they were like, don't you fucking say a word, please don't. (laughs) But no, he's like, I'm the godfather, I should go say something. So, he broke the ice with a card trick, which went off without a hitch. But then Brando quipped to Gotti, quote, you know, you could make a living this way. Oh, my God. Everyone went silent. And Brando suddenly realized that he just made Gotti look like a fool. <laughs> so he's like, what the, What do I do now? So he said goodnight. And he and the rest of his party got the hell out of there before anything could happen. Oh, my goodness. And Wow. What, what are the odds? What are the, yeah, yeah. The chances of that yeah. are,
1: are ridiculous. When he
0: went to the table, one of Gotti's men was like, Will the real Godfather please stand up? And I, <laughs> and I get, oh my God. Oh, man. I don't know who was more, like, freaked out there. I mean, jeez. <laughs> yeah, those are two just titans coming yeah, at each other. it's fantastic. And, of course, John Gotti was responsible for a lot of murder and died in prison. <laughs> Marlon Brando was responsible for a lot of good movies and later bad movies. And died really really fat (laughs) i just feel i should mention that it bugs me a little i mean in the last like few years of his career he refused to wear pants (laughs) we're gonna do brando someday and i can't (laughs) wait because there's so much to unpack with that guy oh all time weirdo yeah all time like somewhere in the 60s he realized i'm the biggest star in the world and i can get away with (laughs) anything yeah yeah so he just kept Uh... pushing it (laughs) oh god it's amazing <laughs>
1: uh, I can't wait to do that one. Yeah. Fantastic!
0: All right, so that's the rewind for you. Uh, now, midsummer or midsummer, however you want to say it. I'm saying midsummer because I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it came out. Before we get into the details, is there anything you want to say about this film? It's the follow-up to Hereditary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very much, much different than
1: Hereditary. Oh yeah. Um, Emilio, let's get rid of. Let's uh, go ahead and talk about the comparison. Get, get it out of the window. Um. This movie is not as good as Hereditary. No, Not even close. It doesn't have anywhere near as many roots in horror as Hereditary. In fact, you could say it's not a horror movie. Um, Ari Aster himself calls it a breakup movie that was inspired by a relationship he had. Jesus,
0: that raises a lot of questions. So does the thing about Hereditary, him
1: having (laughs) that being based off. Holy shit. Yeah. Weird life. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Anyway, anyway, I do, off all that, to talk about just this movie and not his first one, I really enjoyed it. There, there's, like, a lot of things I took away from it. It was very, very long. It probably could have been, you know, cut. But I hear about a director's cut that's, like, three hours and 45 minutes, and I would love to see it. Oh, yeah, well, we're <laughs> like going to mention that. I got that, that later down the yeah. road. So, I, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Um, You know, we'll get, you know, into picking nits, and um, I'll kind of go off of what you say, I think. Whatever you disliked about it, I'll say if I like that or not, and we'll kind of go and figure out
0: what both of us did enjoy or didn't enjoy. I hope it. you came prepared, because I've got problems here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, and uh, spoiler warning: we're going to dissect the entire movie. So yeah, yeah. If you're not, if you haven't seen Midsummer, that's yeah, that's what yeah. we're going to be doing here. Especially when it's both of us. Oh, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, that's just going to yeah. happen. If you haven't seen it, shut it off, and wait for next week. Yeah. So, <laughs> but come or, back or or listen to the end because we got
1: some stuff to tell you at
0: the end about. Yeah, oh, yeah. what's going on? So, written and directed by Ari Aster, the brains behind 2018's Hereditary, subject of in episode 18. It has an IMDb score of 7.7, a Rotten Tomatoes score of 82%. I think both of those are high, but we'll just slide right past that. It stars uh, Fighting With My Family star Florence Pugh as Danny Arter, a troubled, grieving student. Jack Rayner as boyfriend Christian Hughes, an anthropology major looking to break free of a dead relationship. Wilhelm Blomgren as Pele, Christian's Swedish friend who brings his American friends to Housingland for the Once-in-a-Lifetime Festival. William Jackson Harper as Josh, the friend looking to write about the Harga for his thesis, and Will Poulter as Mark, the dickhead friend looking to score. <laughs> score in so many ways. That is his... He wants to get laid, he wants to get drunk. That's his one character like, trait there. He's a dick, and he <laughs> wants to get laid. That's,
1: and that, that yeah. is the guy, uh, you know, Will Poulter's the guy who's from uh, We are the Millers, he's the one who gets the trench yeah. in his pants. He's you guys a, are getting he was paid? He's in
0: Detroit, yeah, uh, he... He plays some odd characters. <laughs> yeah, he was in the running for Pennywise before uh, yeah. he went with Bill Skarsgård. But, yeah, he's... I don't know. Just, nobody acts the way you're supposed to act in these situations in this movie. Uh, the cast is decent, and they all give great performances, but it, it really bothered me how oblivious they all are to the very obvious red flags. Let's, st- let's
1: start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, the way I would defend that, because I actually really like all of the characters. That's, like, a big part of okay. the, the main... The, the the young characters, because uh, they're all, you know, in their 20s, just like us, confused, egotistical, very selfish. They all have their own agenda. Not one of them is there for a particularly good or just
0: reason. Technically, Pele is. Y- yes, yeah, oh, Yeah. I was going to say that. But none of the Americans, I guess. Yeah, um,
1: yeah the, our main character, yeah, Florence Pugh, she, 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 I think she's fantastic. And I she think, does a great job. I think she has a really good face for horror. I th- hope she reappears in other horror movies. Um I think she's great, and she obviously is oblivious, and as uh, the, the real horror, I think, in this movie is the beginning of the film, when oh, you see yes. what happens. Yes. So, uh, I guess we can talk about that, but yeah, I really do like the characters, because I think they represent young people really well, and how, how naive and stupid and, again, egotistical we can be as people.
0: Yeah, but these aren't supposed to be, like, you know, 19-year-olds. These are doctorate students. Like, these are... People uh, have to have a good head I've, on their show
1: I've met, I yeah, I mean the the guy who's writing his thesis there. That guy was very focused on that, v- really not anything else. Didn't really care. Didn't really seem to bring up any. They're also all on drugs the whole time. That's true. Which is huge. That um, is true. If you've done psychedelics, you know that things become pretty easy to jump into. Maybe um, you, you might be a little more willing to like to dance. Pers- maybe if you you know take some acid or some shrooms or. you you might be more compelled to to, to be more active and be more involved in things. And so I think with where they were at, all these kids, they are on... God knows what kind of drugs they were giving them, and they were giving them random liquids that who knows what was in it. I think, yeah, it altered their reality. altered their decision-making completely.
0: Yeah, but there's got to be a point where... Something is so shocking it breaks through that shit. Like watching people ki- willingly kill themselves.
1: Okay, yeah. Then you have Simon, the two British, yeah, characters. They freak out.
0: They freak out and they try to and run and then they just disappear. It, yeah, yeah, and nobody questions that. Yeah. Ugh, <laughs> uh, well, whatever. You know, we'll get to that. Uh, so the story begins with Danny losing her entire family to her sister's suicide. Ugh, oh, man. Where she duct tapes the doors of her parents' house and kills them both with her. And it is really it's brutal. Oh my god!
1: The music is shocking,
0: frightening. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, it's a it's a brutal scene. And you're you're set up thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be a wild ride. Yeah. And you, and you do really think you're in a horror movie at the beginning. Yeah. And the marketing didn't help. <laughs> no. Oh no, not at all. No. Yeah. That, well, you can really blame A24 for that. They I, they're yeah. in charge of that trailer, and they. The trailer was terrifying. It was. It was. It's yeah. that music.
0: mm Hmm. <sighs> Dun, dun, dun. You know, a little ringing and yeah. chimes in the background. <laughs> Fucking strings. Uh, strings get me. I've talked about that a, a couple podcasts. Strings yeah. get to me when it comes They're to tough, horror scores. Yes. <sighs> uh, so Danny's shattered by this. Obviously, she finds comfort in her boyfriend, Christian, who was planning to break off the relationship until this happened, and now he's trapped. And uh, sometime later, Danny finds out that Christian and his friends are planning a trip to Sweden and never told her about it. And in an attempt to make peace, Christian invites Danny on the trip, much to his friend's dismay. They're really pissed. It's a little funny.
1: It is very funny. Again, I think that's another play on, like, man. (laughs) The way, like, some, like, couples, like, relationships, like, young people communicate. Like, him not telling her about this, going to Sweden? And he (laughs) acts like it's not a big deal. Like... Males think they can get away with this shit and like do this to girls, like manipulate them and make it convenient for them. Like, oh, I don't really want to tell you about this thing that I'm doing. There's a
0: shit ton of gaslighting in this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, man. It's yeah. Really, it was. It's like really frustrating. You're like, oh yeah, that's very real. <laughs> it goes on in a lot of relationships, and I've 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 even been a dickhead before to people I've dated where. You're just not keeping them... It's not fair. And you're, like, not keeping them in the loop. And he does this to her continually in the movie. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. He sucks. Like, he's and, a
0: bad boyfriend, and uh, he's a bad friend. He's terrible. He, he ruins his friend's trip, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's a joke. That guy sucks, man. He is, yeah. Decent actor, though. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> uh, Christian invites Danny on the trip, and she yeah. accepts. He didn't yeah. think she was going to accept.
1: It's a little awkward. There's that scene. That's when... Uh, um, what's his name finds out Pele finds out yeah. that she's going and he's like I'm
0: really excited you're going and Mark's like oh great yeah <laughs> it's that's hilarious the way
1: we'll call, he's like speechless and he's like hey can I talk to you the room <laughs> not even subtle about it uh, just like oh, yeah. God. yeah he's just pissed because he's like dude I think we we're gonna go here all of us are gonna like turn the other cheek and just all do stupid shit you know like as if it's Vegas because they think they're going to some like music festival or something <laughs> yeah in Sweden and Pele's like oh no no no
0: <laughs> Uh, you're all gonna <laughs> die <laughs> He's not very like he's not very subtle about it either. He's like the way he talks about this is it would weird. freak me out yeah,
1: yeah, it'd freak me out I, but I, I really do think like their their perspective is just so tainted by their agenda. each of their individual agenda is like will polter Mark is like I'm gonna go party sick in Sweden. I, I would love to go to Sweden, personally. Like, that sounds great. Not now, but <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a time, you know. I'd go to, like, <laughs> Stockholm, but i like go going yeah. the villages. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, like, if so, if, a, if you asked me, like, dude, let's go to Sweden, I'd be like, yeah, man, that sounds great. So I understand his perspective. And then the other guy's like, oh, my God, I could write a kick-ass paper doing this, you know. And then, you know, the dominoes are now in effect. It might have been a little cheaper, a little easy, but I think it's all there. Like, the questions are answered for how they're all, like, yeah, let's all go here, you know? Yeah. I don't know.
0: But, jeez. I wish one of them would have thought twice. <laughs> well, when they get to Halsingland, their Swedish friend, Pele, who is from the village, introduces him to his brother, Ingemar, who gives him all an extremely psychedelic mushroom.
1: <laughs> Ingemar is, like, the guy you want to meet when you, like, go to Europe. You're like, that's the guy you want to run into? Like, that guy's got the drugs. Within here. ten <laughs> seconds of
0: meeting him... <laughs> He gets all of them high.
1: Yeah, that's that's what we want. That's what we want to do. when We go to Sweden, right? Yeah.
0: It's like, hi, I'm Pele's brother. Do you want mushrooms?
1: Yeah, sure. They don't. Yeah, they're they're like, oh, are these safe? Are these? Yeah. For a second, Danny does though. Well, she says she doesn't want to do them.
0: Yeah, and Christian does, opts out of it, and they're all like, are "You kidding me?" And then Mark is like, "Dude, yeah.
1: we can't all trip on different you know timelines. Mm-hmm. We have to start tripping together." Yeah, you know? and then Danny gives in, and she yep.
0: hallucinates her dead sister. Yep. And uh, pretty frightening stuff. Yeah. And things get weird in the village. They go from there, and, there. From yeah. there on out, at, at you know that you
1: point, you're like, I don't know what's happening anymore. No. Because they're all... The like, line is blurred. They're all off their asses, too. All of super mm-hmm. high. The way the camera is moving now, you don't quite know where everything is in this village that we're at. I it don't.
0: reminded me of... Um, did
1: you ever watch The Walking Dead? I, I watched the first two seasons. Okay. And then I gave up.
0: At the end of season four, They uh, the group finds themselves at this uh, refuge called Terminus.
1: Okay, I remember people talking
0: yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're—it's the music so idyllic, and everyone's like, "Oh, welcome, you found sanctuary." Mm-hmm. And then slowly over the course of the episode, it's revealed that these people are cannibals who've been luring unsuspecting survivors to their group to eat I them. I see that had to happen at some point in The Walking Dead. Oh yeah, where someone did that. Yeah, yeah. And the the Americans' arrival into what was it called? Term- Terminus. Terminus. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how they were. It was like yeah, you yeah. look no further. This is your sanctuary. And then they were barbecuing people out back. Yeah, it was really Jeez. fucked up. But th- when the Americans arrived in House England, I got that same vibe of like, okay, this is too happy. Mm-hmm. Something's not right here
1: for sure. And then of course you know from the trailer, you're like yeah. something bad is going to happen. Something yeah, real bad. Plus we're in. You know, we're only. I would say that that intro where the stuff happens with her sister. That's, you know, now we're, like, 15 minutes in, and then they get there, and, then, you know, now you're all of a sudden you're 20 minutes in.
0: Yeah.
1: And from there on out, yeah, it's just this...
0: Well, just everybody is so, like, it looks like a like a Capital One commercial. Like, everybody is just so, And they're like, all dressed in, like, happy. white and yeah. flowery This things. is peace. It looks
1: very... Yeah, it looks beautiful. It's, and it, it looked amazing on the big screen. Yeah. I really think if you wait to see this, like, outside of theaters, you're missing out, because... The, biggest, the coolest part of the movie is how it looks
0: I may not have been a big fan of the story but I think this movie has a serious shot at taking cinematography uh, at the hell Oscars yeah. hell yeah. if they give it a chance
1: he, man yeah Ari's got his eye and I don't know who he has working with him but he, I think he used did he use the same guy from Hereditary probably I think he did and they, they, there's just something going on there that's really special yeah they see some cool stuff and when was, we're yeah. when we're getting to the village, yeah. the camera's upside down. Just yeah, they're straight upside down. His angle he took from The Shining. Yeah, like, super unnerving music. Yeah, yeah and it, it feels like the same yeah Shining shout out that we talked about in Hereditary. <laughs> so, yeah, so much, amazing.
0: Bari yeah. is definitely establishing his own visual style. Just two films in. Uh, and everyone's kind of enjoying this. There's dr- you know there's drugs in this weird drink they give him. Everyone's just, you know, scold and having a good time. People dancing, yeah. And they go to this, uh, this, like, cliffside, uh, gathering, where this old person jumps off a cliff and, like, collapses into bones. And everyone's like, oh, yay, <laughs> and the Americans are like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, okay, so yeah, that's, that part's really, really crazy. Yeah. I, and I, I think this, like, that's a part that could, could scare the shit out of some people me it was more like uh, hard to say captivating because well it was but because the the circumstances this is clearly a tradition of some sort yeah. these people are participating in this and watching this happen an elderly man fall to his death and then yeah like you said immediately there's two british characters that are that are there simon and i can't really remember the girl's name tony yeah they they they're screaming like they're freaked out and he's saying what the fuck is going on the sound kind of goes out where we it feels like you you know like your ears need to be popped, yeah, and you're just kind of like lost in this you know static, and they're all just shocked, but my reaction would have been the exact same. I would have been, like, what the fuck, no, 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 this like that can't, yeah, I do not want to see this and and then you see the hammer, yeah, yeah,
0: one of the person one of the people who falls off the cliff survives. And then the crowd because of villagers... Because he jumps... Like, he like lands his, on his legs. Yeah,
1: it's... uh, It is so intentional. Yeah. The crowd of villagers... I are mean, just like, like a... Like, oh, uh, it, is, it is nasty. They nasty.
0: start mimicking his cries of agony. Yeah. And then they bash his skull in with a giant mallet one by one, each taking a turn. And, of course, this makes things awkward between the Americans and Pele. And they're like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. What is this? Yeah. Yeah, Danny's like, I did not sign up for this. But Pele's like, no, 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 we do this... Once a century... This, this is, the, is their cycle. Their yeah. cycle is over. De- old people die on their own terms. And you here. start...
1: Yeah, you start, like, realizing... At uh, 72. Yeah, you start... And we start realizing this is, like, a whole philosophy, the way these, these yeah. people do this thing, and it is 100% a cult. And yeah. Now now these people are in the thick of it and watching it, and...
0: Yeah. And amazingly, Pele and Ingimar convinced these people to stay.
1: <sighs>
0: Drugs. Yeah.
1: And, and, and then, again, these... Oh, man. At one point, Christian says... I'm trying to have an open mind. Fuck, are you serious? So, and yeah, that's kind of what the movie's trying to do to you a little bit. Is like, is that a good idea to, like, have, like, this is what you do from here to here. It's, like, more fair. It's, like, socialism, but to the extreme. Like, oh, and are like, wait, no, no, no. You can't just make people commit suicide when they turn a certain age. Like, that, that is Wild. Yeah. it's a wild way but are they
0: making them commit suicide because they are walking up there willingly oh
1: yes yeah but it's like yeah. a part of their
0: yeah how they they're operate. grown up to believe in this
1: yeah yeah exactly they're like brainwashed to think yeah. that this is hey, this is a good way to sustain like excellence within our village and keep going strong like whew, wild yeah De- it's demented yeah and the and the fact that that christian
0: character said that i was like of course he would
1: of course he'd be like you know what like, let's learn. Like, let's see what these people... Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Like,
0: no. From the get-go, he is just... He's an awful human being who makes all the wrong decisions.
1: And what's the other guy's name? The other guy's writing the paper? Josh. Josh, Josh does the same shit. Yeah, he's, he's like, like... No, no, this is... No, this is like... There's different cultures out there. And, you know... Yeah, and he
0: wants to learn more.
1: Yeah. Like, I want to keep writing. We need to ask more questions. And he does that shit. And that's what's huge in this movie is... A lot of, the, like, the plot and what's happening gets explained through just him asking questions about... What is going on here? Or, like, what, what do you, why do y'all do this? Why do y'all do that? And Pele answers, and we're, we are the audience, and we're like, oh, wow, they're just telling us kind of how this movie operates. Everything else is just kind of fancy and artsy. So, yeah, really, really crazy.
0: Well, around this time, the two English visitors, Simon and Connie, vanish. Yeah. In the thin air, under the th- very thin pretense that they left to catch the train back, one at a time. Y-
1: yeah. And, and she's, Connie says, she's like, he wouldn't leave without me, what are you talking about? And she's
0: suspicious, and then, uh, so, uh, that scene is brutal. Mm-hmm. Then Christian decides that he's gonna copy Josh's thesis idea on Arga. Uh, of course! Because he's just a dick in every possible way. Yeah. And you
1: know what, I think, I think, I think I'm gonna write my paper here. And yeah, I love how Josh is just like, looks at him like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, you're really, we're, we're gonna both do this now? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I would have been furious if I'm Josh, yeah.
0: Oh my god, yeah. So frustrating. And, of course, Josh is pissed, causes yeah. a rift between them, and Josh tries to get a jump start on his thesis, and he goes to ask for info on the ancient runes that house the cult's ritualistic practices. What? And they're based I don't on... want to go in there. No. It's like Jeez. their church with their yeah. weird Bible. And their book, or like their tome, is based on paintings by an oracle who is a deformed cult member born out of intentional incest.
1: That's also explained in the movie. Yeah. Like he point-blank asks that, Yeah, and he tells him, oh, yeah, it's incest. Yeah. That we we uh, we want that here. That's something we encourage. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: Those uh, people.
0: And uh, soon after that, Mark, the dickhead friend, accidentally pisses on an ancestral tree and burial ground, and shit gets pretty tense.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He gets... Called out pretty fast and this one guy's like, How dare you? And Mark's like, Whoa, they said a piss. Yeah, it's just a tree, man, like it's not a big deal. (laughs) And uh he's lured away from the others by an attractive female cult member, because these people know exactly what he's after. And uh later that night, Josh sneaks back into the temple to photograph the sacred text after he was explicitly told not to do that, and is distracted by an aggressively moaning man wearing Mark's face. Oh, Josh is then bashed over the head and dragged from the temple. Idiot that I am, once I saw the vaguely Mark-looking assailant, my first thought went to zombie. <laughs> Just, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit, what, they did something to Mark, but no, that made... Oh, make, man. Yep, wearing his face makes much more sense. He's
1: like Dwight Schrute, the... <laughs> yeah, that's what I
0: thought, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I felt so like an great. idiot once I realized that. Oh, yeah, it's not a zombie. <laughs> I was like, they never explained that, but then I'm like, oh yeah, they didn't have to because it didn't happen. (laughs) That one was my bad. The next day, Danny is coerced into taking more hallucinogens and joins a dancing competition wherein the last one standing wins it all. And Danny wins and is crowned the May Queen. During this, Christian is also drugged and cheats on Danny in a sex ritual where he impregnates cult member Maya while the other females watch and mimic her pleasure in a very just weirdly disturbing scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of funny. Yeah, weirdly Cause funny. Because
1: you're like watching Christian's facial expressions. He's like, huh? And, and just then the old of, lady
0: starts pushing on his ass yeah, from behind. They're helping him.
1: Really weird. Really weird scene. Yeah.
0: And uh, scenes like this really hammer home the idea that this cult is one soul. They are one people. And they they share each other's happiness, their misery... Their agony, their pleasure, yes. all of it, yes. and that's a very weird way to. I don't know. It's just it's. it's I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, it's such an odd way to operate. Huh? Extremely. Yeah. Oh man. And Danny discovers Christian's infidelity and flies into a panic attack. And, and that scene is like, whew. yeah. Oh boy, that the image of her when she
1: yeah, when she's freaking out, and she's running, and you don't quite know where. And everything is, like, where she is in the village. It's, uh, we didn't really bring up that, it's fucking daylight, like, the whole time. Yeah, they're, the, the sun And it's never almost annoying, here. because you're, like, getting tired and, with them, and you're like, oh my god, this movie, like, can we figure anything out? Are these people just gonna keep being dumb? That's, they just keep
0: being dumb. <laughs> and it's just, like, this cycle, and you can't, it won't stop, and it's... It's um, the mentality of, like, the teenagers in a Friday the 13th movie, but in an art film. It's very With so many comedy. drugs involved. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And Danny's screams of agony are very similar to the screams that she had when she found her family dead.
1: Yes, and then of course there's people gathered around her, where like it's by where she where she sleeps at this
0: place, and, and they're, they're screaming all. with her.
1: <gasps> all the same,
0: very yeah. unsettling mm-hmm. to hear that. And uh, Christian discovers Josh's partially buried severed leg, and finds Simon, the English boy, flayed ritualistically to resemble an eagle, and then he is. Uh, Paralyzed by one of the elders who, like, blows some kind of dust in his face. The cult explains that this festival culminates in a series of sacrifices. Nine, to be exact. The first four were outsiders. Josh, Mark, Simon, and Connie. The next four are cult members, the two dead elders from earlier. Ingemar, and an unnamed villager. As May Queen, Danny has the right and honor to choose the final victim. Not a good time to be her... Uh, Adulterous boyfriend
1: Yeah, no
0: In Raised and Heartbroken, she chooses Christian Who is then sewn up into the corpse of a disemboweled bear For some reason And placed in a temple alongside the bodies of the other sacrifices The temple is then set ablaze And Christian burns alive as Danny watches in horror Which slowly turns to psychotic joy She is now one of them Yes, the May Queen She ain't going back, she's got nothing left
1: well, no, there's no one to go back with, yeah. either. Yeah. She's and your family's gone, too. So, yeah. yeah. This became... This mm-hmm. beca- she became a part of this cult, yeah. Yeah. Throughout the movie.
0: And that's it. That's the story of Midsummer. Yeah. Take all that, stretch it into two and a half hours, and you've got Midsummer. It's an interesting enough story. It is a breakup film that's marketed as a horror film. Yes. And that's... Really, one of the issues I have is this was not marketed correctly.
1: I understand that. That's it is fru- It yeah. was it is frustrating. It sucks that you didn't like it either. Like, yeah, I do. I I, I like movies that are like intentionally artsy, and I, I don't
0: very much. Yeah, know. yeah.
1: Like you know, Yeah, I, I, we've talked about our yeah. differences, and sometimes you you much prefer a, a plot based something that has a strong story and strong characters, and I yeah, I can go for sometimes. Like, I mean, my favorite movie is Magnolia, so it's just a lot of like editing and these wide shots and unnecessarily long like pauses and i like that stuff because it's just different and kind of offbeat and midsommar is way different than anything i've ever seen i think they well you know i think there's similarities to um wicker man in yeah. the 70s yeah as far as plot points and things yeah. that happen with the female that he impregnates there's some similarities there yeah but i think as visually and as just a a movie from this decade it's like wow this is fresh as
0: fresh as it gets I I can't it can't be fresh and it built off The Wicker Man for me like that was a much more solid film about cult the ending is almost exactly the same and I just I feel like The Wicker Man was tighter it was more it was creepier because with that movie you genuinely do not know what's going on until mm-hmm. the last five minutes but this film you are laid out everything almost from the get go
1: yeah I don't I I don't have like any questions about her uh Midsommar at all. Yeah. Of like plot points that didn't get answered or questions that went unanswered. I don't have any. I don't and that's like that was big for me. This is crazy. It's really cool. We've never disagreed on I know, this is interesting. But it's also I I also understand because the flaws that you're pointing out are kind of some things that I like. Like I that's really hard to justify or to explain, but I, I do I just like things that are that I haven't seen that I haven't and if that's intentional or maybe on purpose or a little too on the nose I'm okay with that like it and I love him so much Ari Aster I might have been I might be biased I might just be such a huge hereditary fan that I believe in him as like a filmmaker and I've listened to podcasts with him on them so I might be biased I'll be open to that but um it is it is fascinating how much more I liked it than you but but at the same time I don't have like, ammo to go at you, like, well, you should like it because of this, because I totally understand your, your take on it. I totally get it, because those things are true. <laughs> it is, the characters are dumb. They're dumb throughout the whole thing, and their decisions are stupid. Yeah. And uh, say no to drugs, kids, you know? <laughs> that's uh,
0: And I get I get your take on the movie, too, because it is a beautifully filmed
1: movie. It, 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 it looks, it, like, yeah. we didn't
0: talk about how there's objects
1: just, we just have a pulse. Everything has a pulse, yeah. and it's like, whoa it's mesmerizing at times this like, movie is filled with life yes and she like she when she has the, like may queen thing on and it's all floating around and moving i was like this is breathtaking stuff like and she's beautiful florence Pugh is beautiful and just looked really cool in the broad daylight with everything's white and yeah it felt like you know like those yeah those like infomercials for weird places you know come join us <laughs> like you said the thing from walking dead yeah so yeah i mean yeah so I guess we got to really, I think we really need to figure out what, because you, like you're saying, it, it it does feel like those 70s, like cult movies, pagan cult movies, and the Wicker Man especially, but it also is fresh, so.
0: I was just hoping it was going to do something new with that formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, the yeah. same, That's you know, fair. Americans go there, Americans are sacrificed. I guess
1: we, but we don't see a lot of, like, the pagan cult thing, like, kind of had its time during the 70s, and that generally have a whole lot more life since, you know. Um so I think it's cool maybe I don't know I I've I've heard him talk a little bit about that. I think he's not getting questioned enough about that he not stole from movies but you know I mean come on you know. Yeah the homages are a little yeah on the nose sometimes whereas the hereditary is it's it's more of like here's a camera angle not a not a plot point that was like he took stuff like that was yeah. cinematography wise or <laughs> um tone or visually but not yeah not for your actual story and characters and development so it's very hard to like decipher I guess and to de- uh, determine like what what is right and what's wrong but I, I don't know I, I I end up giving this movie for me I end up giving it an 8 really? yeah that's my score of it wow like 8 out of 10 alright
0: well I, d- I disagree yeah
1: yeah my yeah.
0: um what did you give it? I gave it a 5, five yeah. out of sheer frustration lack of any real scares that were promised by the trailers thought the marketing was all wrong and I I just think it doesn't need to be two and a half hours and it doesn't do anything new for me. And I was disappointed.
1: That's fair. I think
0: I, I expected too much after Hereditary was so good. Yeah. It was uh, that's such a hard one to follow up. It yeah, it really And is. and you
1: know we had we did this we did this with uh, back in whatever February or March when us came out. Yeah. Talk uh, about a double whammy for me, man. Yeah, we you know Jordan <laughs> Peele, here's here comes his second second movie and just, just doesn't have as much girth or as much much, you know, meat to it, as yeah. the first one did, so... I don't know. Well, it's tough, but yeah, yeah. I, I... I, Do you, like... Would you recommend people to see it, or no? Like, if someone who's just like, I like going to see movies, would you be like, go see Midsommar?
0: Casually, no. No. Yeah. But a hardcore film, f- film buff, yes. Yeah. And a horror buff, yes. I think... You know, I can only... We can only say so much. I think you need to see this film to judge it for yourself. It's for sure.
1: For sure. And I think a big part of it being made... Um, was because the momentum Hereditary got, you know, with A24, and they made, like, $80 million. Midsummer has now made, like, twenty five. I really don't think it would have made any money if yeah it wasn't for... This thing would have been what dumped happened on a year. Netflix. Yeah, what, yeah what, what happened a year ago. So, he kind he of was able to do this. And I know he's, he had been working on it for, like, four years, this, like, this story and this whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's like some... I get the feeling now.
0: that he is a director who doesn't want to make horror films. But he... Did he use that as a way to break in that's the vibe I'm getting because he whenever he talks about his movies he doesn't label them as horror films. he doesn't label them as anything hereditary he said it was a family drama Midsummer, yeah he but said he up he do, he, do,
1: he does say that he's like there's clearly he's like hereditary is clearly like I want it to be like what what, what it would to turn out to be this like big yeah. like summer horror thing that was really scary yeah he's like people love it and i he's like that's what I wanted and he's like with this i he's like I wanted to do something that was just gonna Shock people and make people think and have questions. So yeah, I don't think he did that. I, I I don't think he did either. But I liked what he did. I I really don't know what his intentions were with this movie. But I I liked it for what I the again the characters. How I like that there's representation for how dumb twenty something year olds can be because <laughs> I deal with them. I am one of them, and I am I have been very stupid at times, and that's how we actually are. And so there's there's also times in horror movies where you see like, well, how the fuck are they like? Like in like, don't breathe. I'm like, they'd all die. Like <laughs> <laughs> they can't, you know, if I was in that situation, I'd be so freaked out. I'd just like give up and, like my mentally, but for whatever reason, people in movies have like that adrenaline, like extra, I'm going to, you know, do things that I'm not capable of, you know, cause it's a movie. And this was the opposite way of we are so dumb. We're like letting them do exactly what they want and eh, we're all going
0: to end up being sacrifices. Nice. Like good job guys. <laughs>
1: good trip to Sweden.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Oh yeah. man! Three out of five stars. Would not recommend a trip to Sweden. No, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so here's some film guys and facts. I didn't have a lot. The trivia in this movie is very limited. Yeah, well, it did just come out too. You yeah. know, we just saw this a couple weeks ago. So uh, number one, the film was originally given an NC-17. According to Ari Aster, around 30 minutes was cut from the final film, mainly due to content, and a director's cut is planned for home release. Unbelievably, he wanted this film to be longer. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. Christ. What? What more could he put in there? Another hour and fifteen is, what is apparently what. What's coming? What? I thought that thing needed to be trimmed down even further and he's <laughs> putting more in there. God damn it. I'm in. <laughs> uh, number two, according to Ari Aster, this was meant to be his first horror movie, since Hereditary was intended to just be a family drama. <laughs> Jesus. Such a strange. He's a strange guy, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But I'm I'm gonna keep making movies, man. Especially with A24, I'm in. I'm on.
0: I'm, I'm with it. <laughs> He's got to earn back some points with me. Uh, <laughs> so does Jordan Peele, man. <laughs> yeah. Number number three, the fate of Simon in the film is based on the Vikings' supposed use of yes. a torture called blood eagle, yeah. in which victims were placed in a prone position, their ribs severed from the spine with a sharp tool, and their lungs pulled through the opening to create. A pair of wings. Oh man, it's a brutal torture. And
1: I, I, isn't yeah? That's the scene when Christian's like naked and running around. Yeah, and he finds stumbles into that.
0: And, mm-hmm. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and that's all we got really for film facts. But... <laughs> there
1: goes Solomon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, final thoughts.
1: Final thoughts. I don't. I I just want people to see it to get to check it out because I I don't know. I think it's yeah. We got stuff to offer. I would say the same thing. You know.
0: Art is subjective, above all else.
1: Exactly. At, sometimes you can't explain, like, I just like that
0: painting. Yeah. I, I don't know. The colors are cool. Not everything's <laughs> going to do it for everybody, yeah. and that film could be somebody else's favorite movie. It's entirely subjective.
1: Oh, there's people I know that, yeah, like, a, I've seen, you
0: know, like adore this film and yeah. think it's this masterpiece, and I would never go there, yeah. but... And regardless of my personal tastes, the film was widely praised by critics and audiences alike, so, you know, do it for yourself. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah what do you got to lose besides two and a half hours and, uh. and and just some of your mental sanity
1: it's a weird it's a weird one yeah I, I think we like un, we didn't sell that enough how weird it's a fucking yeah it's weird how just odd some of the imagery is and like uh, have I ever seen that no, I don't think so or just like do we really just watch two old ass people just commit suicide I, I don't know <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really fucking strange <laughs>
0: So let's get into what happened this week in film. It okay. was another big week, especially with Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Huge and, uh, stuff. We're going to lead up to that. We're going to talk all about what Marvel announced this week. The machine does not stop. No, it does not. It's true, only, true. It's only picking up traction here. So first up, Javier Bardem is in talks to play King Triton in Disney's upcoming live-action Little Mermaid remake. Oh, yeah. Currently in pre-production. Love Javier. Would totally... By him as King Triton. That's becoming
1: a more and more interesting movie for me to go see in, th- <laughs> in theaters because the people who are, who, are, who are signed on to do that. I think I think I'm like more excited for that than I am Lion King. All right, Cause that might be a little weird because I wasn't even that into Little Mermaid as a kid. But well, I,
0: you remember you telling me you weren't really into Lion King either. No,
1: I, well, yeah, Disney movies are hard. Yeah, we'll have to do a whole podcast on Disney because oh, you know, that's on the documentary. like my yeah, the ones I like a lot are yeah, they're just like the Goofy movie. I love a Goofy yeah, movie. Yeah, like, to me, that is just so damn original, and it's, like, their characters, like, you know, it's Goofy and Max, yeah. you know, and that that's, like, really genius to me, whereas, you know, most of their other movies, Lion King and this and that, just kind of take from other stories or, I don't know, it's just not as original as I'd like it to be, so. Fair enough. But, you know, that's for, yeah, that's
0: for another, we'll, we'll eventually do a big Disney yeah, I was actually planning um, when Disney Plus gets released. what we're going to yeah. be doing. The yeah, Disney, do podcast. Disney
1: podcast. We might have to stretch that over a couple just because there's so much to talk about with them. <laughs> yeah. There's, They're like the Hitler of the film industry. They
0: should take everything. Shit. Wow. Okay. <gasps> You've never heard that? I have not. But <laughs> oh, if yeah. we get shut down next week, you'll know why. <clears throat> we can cut that one out. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Producer Barbara Defina is working with musician Tommy James to do a film adaptation of James's autobiography, Me, the Mob, and Music. It'll be a biopic of the 60s rock group Tommy James and the Shondells, nice. who are behind such hits as Crimson and Clover and Crystal Blue Persuasion. Sweet. I, I like Tommy James and the Shondells, and of course they were involved with the Mob every 60s. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, this one pissed me off. Criminal charges against Kevin Spacey have been dropped after his accuser opted to plead the fifth on the witness stand. In this case, Spacey had been accused of groping a young man in a Nantucket bar in 2016, and he pled not guilty. The prosecution had lost their key evidence, and the witness was uncooperative, so the case was thrown out. Now, this was decisive. He was facing five years in prison for assault. But now it's he's going, he's getting away scot-free. And this is not the only incident. There are, he's yeah, up no, for yeah. a lot of different accusations here. Oh, man. And he beat this one. So, we'll see what happens in the future, but I would bet money that he's going to get away with all this shit. Probably. Sad to say. Just how it goes. Mm -hmm. He's rich, he's famous, and... That helps in our society. He's got cachet to throw around. It's a shame. Next up, after David Hedison died at age 92, he was best known for his role of James Bond's CIA friend and ally, Felix Leiter, in 1973's Live and Let Die, and 1989's License to Kill. He's one of the few actors to play Felix Leiter more than once. Ah. And uh, we are going to do a Bond franchise episode down of the road. Of course. Probably around, probably next year when the, tw- the 25th comes out. Hell yeah. 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 Next year. We're in this for the long haul. <laughs> uh, this one was cool. Edward Furlong is returning to the role of John Connor in the upcoming Terminator Dark Fate. Furlong previously played John Connor in 1991's Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And he's been in and out of rehab since then, so I'm in, I think it's weird that they're bringing him back. Yeah, yeah. Like I get the you know fan appeal, but wouldn't they rather go with a safer, like, big name actor?
1: Yeah, yeah. Someone who's gonna
0: sell no. tickets. Like yeah. in the past, you know, Christian Bale, Jason Clark, Edward Furlong again. Yeah. Oh, but I okay. guess they don't really. need, I mean, you know, they have Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they don't need anybody else. True. That's true. But I'm excited. I love the Terminator franchise. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, well, damn right. Yeah. Now for trailers. There were a lot of trailers. First up, Top Gun Maverick, and I don't really give a shit. Neither do I. I don't yeah. like Top Gun. Not a fan. I don't think there needs to be a sequel. My grandma, who was in the military, pointed out that his conduct would get his ass thrown out of the military, and that really yeah. upset her. <laughs> yeah, it's it's completely unrealistic the way they act. Yeah. Ugh, I don't get it. It's Tom. It's Tom Cruise's ego trip he needs to be the hero he needs to be the young guy on the motorcycle and the jet plane he can't move on oh, and he's basically worshipped as a god in his own cult so he doesn't need to move on <laughs> oh Tommy yeah Tommy Tommy fascinating guy oh my god the trailer for Cats was released and it looks like bizarre nightmare fuel <laughs> Anthropomorphic cats With human faces Walking and dancing around Who the fuck Thought that was a good idea um, I'm Yeah I'm good I didn't even watch the trailer uh, I watched it a couple times And it's weird Cause it lo- Just probably cause It looks so strange Yeah, yeah. It's like a Nightmare It doesn't never make never. any It's Why would Anybody Scary. Who is this for <laughs> It's like they made a movie for the furry community. It makes no sense. Oh, God. And they got big names. They got Ian McKellen, Judi Dench, Idris Elba. Like, really good names to do this shit. There must be something that we don't know. They're gonna be cats. What the fuck, man? (laughs)
1: Smith?
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, boy. um, The trailer for Jay and Silent Bob reboot was released, starring Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith as Jay and Silent Bob. And Supergirl's Melissa Benoist as the rebooted version of Chronic, who, along with Bluntman, were the superheroes based on Jay and Silent Bob in Kevin Smith's View Askew Universe. And this is his first revisit to that universe in a long time. I think his last one was Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks really dumb, but I'm going to see it. it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah. I, they, they have part of my soul. I, I, yeah. loved, I love those guys. Who doesn't so. love Kevin Smith? <laughs> And I want to see Melissa Benoist swear. That's a big part of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you know what's coming. Something rowdy is going to happen. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, in the First Jane and Bob, they had Mark Hamill say, like, <laughs> one of my favorite lines, don't fuck with a Jedi Master, son. <laughs> god damn, man. Uh, so cool <laughs> that that happened in pop culture. It's the point. weirdest, man. Oh. Um... Next up, and this looks really nice. Uh, the trailer for "A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" was released, mm-hmm. starring Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers. Oh yeah, it covers Mister Rogers' friendship with a jaded journalist who interviewed him for a magazine. And oh, could you get a more perfect union of actor and subject? I mean, of two humans, yeah. the nicest man in Hollywood playing the nicest man who ever lived. Like just yeah, it's going to be great. It really is. It's going to be such a sweet film. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. something like that. We need a. <laughs> A heartwarming. This film. year has been not very good. No. <laughs> so, Ugh. yeah,
1: we we need that big that big one that's going to make us all cry. Yes, we do.
0: Uh, this one, oh, I'm so happy to hear about this. David Gordon Green and Jamie Lee Curtis are attached to two more Halloween films: 2020's Halloween Kills, and 2021's Halloween Ends. I can't believe this. That that's real. Couldn't be more excited. I, I'm so fucking hyped. Yeah. You know
1: what's really cool is that there's going to be a new a, like, clean new Halloween trilogy. Yes! And we just had our one. Yes! We finally get our rounded, clean trilogy of good Halloween movies. Oh, man. I'm so happy. That now I can just be like, the first one's really good, and then the
0: trilogy <laughs> trilogy's <laughs> really good, and then move on, you know? <laughs> I'm so, I'm so happy. This is... Ugh. Yeah. Halloween 2018 was one of my favorite films Brian of the and
1: year. Brianna and I, my girlfriend and I, we're so excited. <sighs> this is This is, yeah, this is, like... Fantastic. Great news for us.
0: And now for the really good stuff. Marvel had their big day and announced their Phase 4 lineup. Prior to that announcement, Avengers Endgame finally overtook Avatar and became the highest grossing movie of all time. Thank God, because I couldn't stand seeing fucking Avatar up there anymore. $2.781 worldwide. It it won the war. And on Marvel's big day, what are the fucking odds? Probably, it was probably manufactured. No. (laughs) Oh, wait, they control a lot. Shit. <laughs> yeah, Disney, yeah, yeah. who owns Marvel and Avatar, probably, you know, fudge the numbers a little bit. But who cares? It was still exciting news. <laughs> We're at the bottom of the pecking order here. We're allowed to enjoy the manufactured <laughs> the drama. news sometimes. Yeah, the yeah. drama of, of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the Phase 4 lineup. Holy shit. Phase 4 will kick off with Black Widow in May 2020, which will feature Scarlett Johansson returning to the role. Finally. Yeah.
1: How long did that have to take for them to realize? Ten years. Hey, uh, Scarlett Johansson's pretty damn good at this.
0: <laughs> we should let her... Uh... It's going to be a prequel. It's going to cover the uh, much-talked-about Budapest mission. So we're going to see how that went down. And then in fall 2020, we're going to get the first of many Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will have a six-episode full drop and will kind of bridge the gap. And these are going to be full Marvel production quality shows. Wow. Like, it's going to star Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie and Daniel Brühl as Helmut Zemo. Wow. So, and who knows who else could pop in. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, November 2020, we'll see the release of Eternals, another cosmic-based Marvel adventure starring Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden, among others. Jeez. That one's kind of the only... oddball here. I'm excited. I mean, they, you know, I didn't know who the hell the Guardians of the Galaxy were until 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's one of the best movies. So who, I have
1: faith. Whose is that? Who's directing that?
0: Or who, Eternals. Or... Oh, it was... A did big... it say? It did. Here, I can look it up while you yeah. keep going with the... Yeah. It was a good name, too. It had a really... Um, this... That's important, I think, for... This section of... Uh, this phase is very diverse in regards to actor and filmmaker.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... The, they, they, they ha- why not after I think after Thor Ragnarok came out and yeah. they, they're like oh if we just get guys who are like creative and can like do comedy do something serious do this do that and just let them have these all time huge characters that we all love yeah it's gonna be a good movie if you do that absolutely right. okay. uh Chloe Zhao Chloe Zhao yeah Chloe Zhao okay oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah yeah
0: right on wow I know
1: that's really cool.
0: Well, I found out the guy who... Uh, so there was a guy who was running... Uh, Kumail is in it. Yeah, Kumail Nanjani's uh, in it.
1: Oh, Brian Terry Henry, Selma Hayek. Oh, yeah, that's that's loaded cast. great. It's
0: going to be fantastic. See, I
1: like that. If it's something new, like you said, with yeah. the Guardians, that was such a great little surprise.
0: Well, there was a guy, his name was I think Ike Baron Holtz or something like that. He ran half of Marvel, and he was the guy who kept shutting down female directors and female-led superhero movies. He What's his name? Ike something. And he was um, shit.
1: That's the guy I need to be mad at. Yeah, well, he, I,
0: yeah. He's the guy who said superhero female superhero movies won't sell toys. And Kevin just
1: female to- or like or was he talking about like anything outside of their own? You know,
0: like what what we know. You know, Iron Man. No, he straight up said female. Just female. Well, not okay, toys. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. So Kevin Feige went to Disney execs and they fired his ass immediately. Oh, and God, Kevin dude. Feige was given full control. Yeah, over yeah. Marvel, and now that guy's out. So now Kevin Feige is being all diverse and he's giving everybody a chance to.
1: Letting people, yeah, letting people do something. I love that. Yeah,
0: and after the Eternals, uh, we get into 2021, which will kick off with Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Marvel's first Asian major player. And it will co-star Tony Leung as the true Mandarin. And Tony Leung is a John Woo guy, mm-hmm. old-school Chinese uh, actor, very excited, very Fantastic. good choice for the Mandarin. And I really hope that they just blow Ben Kingsley's brains out in the first five minutes of that movie. <laughs> and I bet they will. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. this That movie's going to make Iron Man 3 better, just in uh, retrospect. Okay, okay
1: cool i'm sure that's part of their agenda now oh, is to, to, to make other things more effective because
0: of more uh story yeah. and i know nothing about shang chi i've never heard of that one so i've done some research and it sounds really cool it's like marvel's kick-ass kung fu master guy it's gonna be cool sweet uh then in spring 2021 we get WandaVision, which has a dumb title admittedly but it's another D- disney plus series featuring elizabeth olsen's scarlet witch and paul bettany's vision uh i've heard that'll have some pretty cool uh uh impact on mm-hmm. the mcu as a whole for sure and in may 2021 we will get doctor strange in the multiverse of madness very excited and that'll feature elizabeth olsen's scarlet witch and the main villain will be the interdimensional fear demon nightmare who last i heard was being uh matt smith of doctor who was being courted okay. to play him which would be great yeah that's a good call then in spring 2021 we'll get another disney plus series loki starring tom hiddleston as the loki that escaped with the tesseract in avengers endgame where did he go we will find yeah. out god this is such it's, it's, we're getting so much content i'm so it's excited. it's ridiculous about
1: disney plus is going to ch- change everything
0: and just what is going to be available on that thing like all no. the marvel movies disney movies star wars movies pixar movies all the fox movies they own everything Miramax. like everything <laughs> is going to be on that thing. it's all theirs i'm so excited Uh, Summer 2021, we'll see an animated series called What If that will explore alternate timelines and feature a heavy-hitting voice cast of almost everybody who's been in a Marvel movie. And the first episode will be What If Peggy Carter Became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. Oh, man. So, boom. It's going to be really cool. Uh, Then in Fall 2021, we're going to get a Hawkeye series starring Jeremy Renner. And then in November 2021, we will get Thor, Love and Thunder... Which will see the return of Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, who will become the Lady Thor. Which was a arc they did in the comics in the past two or three years. Which is weird, because I thought Natalie Portman was done with this, big time. Me too. But I guess she just wanted a meteor role. And so they're like, alright, you want to be Thor? She's like, yes. Of course. <laughs> I, need, I need some money. Yeah. <laughs> but the coolest news, though was the casting of Mahershala Ali as Blade. I was about to say,
1: that was, like, the only one I knew
0: about. <laughs> in an upcoming feature that will be the start of Phase 5. Oh, boy. Blade! I didn't, I thought they were going to either, like, do that as a very low-key series or not do it at all, but that's going to be, like, Instead. a mainstay of their film. Oh, my God. Instead, it's going to be, like, just as cool as Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and I I bet, I really hope that they keep it rated R. I've heard that they're going to keep Deadpool R. Uh, I think they will. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because Blade is an
0: R-rated character, it's and, an and
1: Ali, Ali's not. Is uh, when I I got text about that, like multiple. To, you know, we talked, but I got multiple texts from people like, "Holy fuck, Ali as Blade! Like, yeah, that is perfect." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that that's that's sick." You know, that was the first thing I heard. Well, my about favorite
0: him. part about that news is he came to them. Oh, so he cool. was like, "I well, want to play Blade."
1: <laughs> I, re- I well, I really think that he's uh, Ali. You know, he's you know. He's an actor's actor, and I think older people, adults, like him a lot. Not as much kids. Kids don't really, how would they really know who he is, you know? He, yeah. The stuff he's been in is, like, award movies. And T- I, he was in uh, True Detective, you know? Like, kids aren't watching that stuff. So, I think what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is, they gotta make it R. Because it's yeah. Mahershala Ali, which adults love. That's, like, our guys. Like, we go to the movies to watch guys like him. And Blade is a straight-up horror movie exactly. with vampires. Exactly, like, yeah. And you- if you're gonna, like... His style, his style is just as cool as Wesley Snipes. You're like, you
0: just gotta, just yeah, let's just bring it back. You know? (laughs) know. Well, I think the fact that he went to them proves that he He is gonna care about this. He He doesn't need to do
1: this. He wants to do this, dude. He's oh, this is gonna be perfect. Yeah, I've never, I've never been more excited for a um, like a, I guess a Marvel movie, a superhero movie. Yeah, Blade. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be sick.
0: Uh, and then I, he also, uh, Kevin Feige teased the Fantastic Four. Okay, and the X Men will be coming soon in probably phase five the mutants will return is what he said okay and, and phase the, five this is just phase one of phase four that he mentioned we still got to talk about Black Panther 2 Gardens of the Galaxy 3 yeah, yeah all of those are coming in future announcements but god DC Comics have got to be just like in the bathtub with razor blades to the wrist right now because it's <laughs> the war is over oh god like, yeah 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 it's they not, are hopping it's, off a cliff and in it's a not just, village.
1: It's not even them. It's, like, Disney, Marvel... We own all of you. Like, yeah. all of you are ours. I'm like,
0: waiting for Disney to buy Warner Brothers so we can get Batman on the Avengers. Oh, I, I would They would do that shit. It, well, yeah, that's the thing, is it's... Uh,
1: anything can change. And, like, anything, because of the amount of money and, like, what they can just suck up, it's, it's scary. I'm surprised Sony even... Star Wars! Like, yeah. You, I still sometimes have to, like, process that in my brain, that... Disney. Disney, who I grew up thinking, yes, the Goofy movie, and Lion King, and Aladdin, and... No, they own Star Wars, and these movies we're talking about, and Mm -hmm. it's insane. It really is. If you really think about it, you're like, oh my god.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm surprised Sony's even willing to, like, you know, test Disney. Yeah. I mean, Disney bought Fox just to make a point. Does, Does Sony think they even have, like, what, they have Venom 2? And a Morbius movie with Jared Leto that nobody gives a shit about? Does... And they're trying to withhold Spider-Man, dude. Disney's gonna fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna buy that whole studio just to get Spider-Man, like, you know, full custody.
1: Disney is <laughs> Thanos in Infinity War, Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: He's got five. They, they got five stones. Oh yeah, all five stones in full yeah. effect. Yeah. They need one left, and they are gonna rip it from Sony's cold dead head. <laughs> and honestly, I want them to. Yeah, I want Thanos to win. Just like, I yeah. kind of want Thanos to win. in the- <laughs> I'm tired of Sony fucking around. They they have fucked up every major franchise they've ever Yeah, had. yeah. Ghostbusters, fucked it up. Amazing Spider-Man, fucked it up. Venom, they got lucky. Venom And and we're like in the, the minority here. Yeah. We, we actually are some of the people who do like Venom. Yeah. yeah. But oh, I'm worried God. that because they got lucky, they're going to micromanage the fuck out of Venom 2, and it's going to be a disaster. Probably. So Probably. Yeah. And then it's
1: going to make Venom seem dumb, because then it's like, oh, well, what's the point of having an origin movie that's has a follow-up that sucks. You know? Yeah. Then it affects that, and yeah. You have to take care of your shit. Marvel does. Yeah. They take care of their shit.
0: The whole reason Sony... They make... Like, yeah, they... Yeah. they uh, the yeah. whole reason Sony agreed with this joint custody deal with Spider-Man in the first place was because The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was such a failure. They had no choice. It's a joke. But now they're starting to get a big head on their shoulders because Homecoming and Far From Home were big hits. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking it's their... Like, they're responsible for that success? Fuck you, Sony. Ridiculous. Ugh. I guess it's my turn for the rant this time. Yeah. <laughs> I like to take turns, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Sony just... Uh, Suck a dick, Sony. Rides grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, uh, well, thank you for being part of our tiny cult here on Filmgasm. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean. Check out our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a suggestion, filmgasm at gmail.com. We... Welcome all feedback. If there's anything you want us to talk about, we'd love to. And uh, I hope you can join us next week where I'm going to go back to Stephen King with a hint of George Romero for the 1982 cult horror anthology classic Creep Show. Oh, yeah. Which features five separate horror shorts and an all star cast of 80s actors. It's one of my favorites. I can't wait to discuss it. And in the meantime, stay away from remote Swedish villages. I mean, just, you know, that's good advice. And we'll see you next Wednesday.